Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChampaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hi everyone and welcome to Club Preview here at Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. At first, before I introduce the guys, I'd like to give a, a happy birthday out to my hero, Ali McCoys, who is now 50, he's 59 today, I think, Ali McCoys. So just a wee happy birthday, Ali McCoys. I won't let the lads sing all happy birthday together, <laughs> him, so just a wee shout out. So we've actually, it's not just me and Scotia today, like when I last hosted it, we've got a full team here today. So we've got, first of all, we've got Scott. How are we doing? I'm not Scotia, Scott. I'm good, mate. Yes, I'm good. Back in Glasgow eh, at long last. Happy to be back in my own wee corner in my room doing a podcast with you tonight. So yeah, thank you for everybody for sticking with us over the past couple of weeks. Normal service will be resumed from now, I promise that. Yeah, no, you'll be glad to be back in Glasgow now. But um, we've also got Ryan as well. Ryan, how are you? All good, mate. All good. It's good to see everybody. Uh, full house again and happy birthday to Ali. I know he'll be watching. That's why I've rolled a shot tonight. That shot reminds me of him. So, um, happy birthday, Super. And Scotia, how you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Cheers, Ali. Um, end of the week, football tomorrow and the, the Ryder Cup's on as well. So, I'm a happy boy. Can't wait. I'm can't wait. Watch the Ryder Cup as well. So, that's on my list tomorrow too, guys. No. <laughs> anyway, today, Jamie, Jamie, Jamie Lowe as well. Hello. I glad this glad this is all done from our own houses and not the pub. Not last time, Ali. <laughs> to be fair, Jamie, at least I put a bit of effort in. And I was I was trying to do it there. It was um, it wasn't great to be honest. And uh, I actually tried to get Scotia over at one point. Forgot I had my earphones in, and all you could hear was me shouting Scotia, Scotia. So yeah, <laughs> may, may, maybe we stick from doing it in the house and stuff from now on. So. Um, 
Aye, you, I listened back, you guys covered it quite well, so... Oh, yeah, thanks, for, thanks very much, I'm glad you approve of how me and Jamie covered the, covered the game, I, I appreciate right. that. I thought you right, for two guys that weren't there, I thought you was done all right, to be fair, so... Um, yeah, but anyway guys, we've, we've, get, we've got a wee bit to talk talk about here, obviously last time we've done the, the club preview, we've had two games of football in between that, first of all we had the Motherwell, the Flag Day, and we had Livingston during the week, so... I know, I know, Carney, you and Jamie done the, the post-match on the, the Motherwell game. Agreed with pretty much everything you said, to be honest. So we'll just briefly touch on the Motherwell game. I thought Rangers probably played their best football, to be honest, in the first half. Just couldn't put the ball in the back of the net. The second goal, to me, was always going to kill it. We came in at half-time, I remember Carney, me, you, your dad and Scotia were talking. We said the only way Rangers would would drop points in this game, would be through ourselves. And that's what happened. The second half, I thought we huffed and puffed and a defensive lapse once again has cost us. And after that, we never really looked like scoring, to be fair. Um, Motherwell were a lot of time wasting. We'll come on to that with the Gerard um, presser today. But yeah, touching just in the game first, not an actual the flag day, we'll come on to that. So, um, Scotia, what was your thoughts on um, the performance that day? Yeah, you've summed it up. Um, similar. Um, thought it was probably their best first half of the season. Um, although we looked a wee bit unhinged at the back at times. Um, came in at half time feeling fairly good, and then I don't know what happened to us in the second half. We were atrocious, really. That's the slowest I think I've seen us play. We just let Motherwell grow into the game, and I don't know what the hell was going on with the goal that they their equaliser. Our defence, all four of the defence, were all over the place. And Simpson, he looked lost. Um, for that goal, um, yeah, so really, really bad in the end after having such a good first half, I felt. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I thought we got out of jail in the first half with a route one long ball over the top, which we should have dealt with, and I think it was um, Goldson kind of got us out of jail. <laughs> but we all looked when the team sheets come out, and, and Simpson was all the one we all kind of said in the group chat, why is he playing, to be honest? Ryan, what was your thoughts on... Well, we're talking about Simpson and on Simpson and on the game in general. With Simpson, I've not really jumped on the bandwagon in terms of I think he's been getting quite a bit of criticism. I think he has looked a bit raw at times, but it looks like the criticism is just after that performance. I thought he was very poor. Um, as you said, that long ball over the top. Um, a couple of foot round about him were shooting for offside. And I was like, that's never offside. He's just lost his man there. Um, the goal that they scored was like banter years defending as uh, Scotia alluded to it's the four of them are, are, are all um, guilty of it to have let the guy come inside I don't know what Simpson's thinking, he just doesn't make any sort of attempt to tackle Goldson's is kind of half-arsed Barisic gets caught in the wrong, the wrong side with his foot, he's just been swiping at his right it was not pretty to watch. Uh, I was content with the first half performance, but the second half, it just felt like it was a bit like the Malmo game. You felt as if you were in a strong position at half time, and we would go on and win the game, and then they just they collapsed. And for me, it is a concern, and it was certainly a concern for the management, uh, the management team. Yeah, it, it's concerning, especially after last season, how how good we were defensively that this season at times I think we looked a shadow of last season at the back sometimes they look like they've not played together I know 
we've not had a settled team in terms of playing the same eleven twice in a row. But Jamie, obviously we're, we're nearly a week on. What's your your thoughts of the change in the game at all from your your post match with Carney? Just really, really frustrating looking back, and um, just such a, a missed opportunity. I, I was listening to you guys speaking there specifically about. Simpson, we covered that in detail, hasn't been surprised to see him start. Um, I think it's a difficult one. We've obviously not seen a lot of him and he's not played a lot of football. He's been in and out, um, in and out of the team. So still a young boy. It's a tough one, but he's obviously our fourth choice centre-half. So um, I... we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how things go with him. But uh, I don't know whether Balogun was maybe carrying a knock or it was a, a tactical move to make sure he was he was then fit um, there's going to be a lot of games coming up and this is the thing with Hollander being out um, we're going to need to be reliant on Simpson or do we make the call to bring Bassi in Yeah it's, it's, a, it's a difficult one but we're big, we're big fill out at the, at the moment because Balogun I think he's 33 now Balogun if he gets injured Balogun yeah. it leaves us really light there and I mean, we've had a comment on the group ch- on the on the chat there from from Barney saying two points thrown away. Obviously, with with Celtic losing at Livingston, which I don't think any of us would predicted. To be honest, it was a chance to go six points three um, clear. Um, Carney, which what's your thoughts? And obviously, do you agree with Barney in terms of two points thrown away? And is your is your views changed in the game at all? Not really, no, my views haven't really changed. I think it's a massive opportunity that Rangers threw away and I said on the, the post-match that when we done in the car, I mean, Jamie, that it's, we got out of jail because of the other results in the, the league that, that weekend. Obviously, none of us predicted Celtic to, to get beat. Um, I certainly didn't. And, yeah, it just... It's not the end of the world, obviously, the fact that we drew, but I think it's more the it's the performance and the, the manner that we, we let Motherwell score. That was the most the most frustrating and the most concerning point. I can't disagree with what anyone said. Uh, it just looked like we shot off. Um, everybody just uh, in the defence kind of let Motherwell finish off their move and we got what we deserved at that point. Um, obviously, we, we just throw two, two points away, as I say. It's, it's disappointing. Um and again, I know we're going to come on to speak about Livingston, but there's still um, question marks hanging over the the performance um, and our, our levels that we're, we're not reaching uh, as of yet. I mean, we're, we're end of the season now, we're up and running, so it's about time that we start to start to kick on and give teams like this a a, a bit of a doing, especially Ibrooks. Yeah, I mean, I think we talked just about after every game where we've put a performance and like saying we need Rangers need to show a performance the next game and it. Doesn't seem to come at the moment for some reason. We seem to get it in fits and starts in terms of the, they'll play well one half and the next half they don't show at all. But yeah, I mean, it's that is to me it's, it's been and gone. But we've not lost any ground. We are a point further away from Celtic, if you want to say, as a, they will be our nearest challengers at the end of the season. So it's disappointing, but we move on. But I just want to touch quickly on the. The actual flag day in terms of we were all told to be at Ibrooks in your seat 15 minutes before. Mean Scotia hammered a couple of drinks down the back of our neck, got there thinking <laughs> there'd be queues. There was no queues at all, sauntered up easily. And I'll be honest, and I know I've I've heard that apparently Gerard said he didn't want a big fun fair and all that, but I was disappointed. I, I wanted um 
a decent flag. I wanted fireworks. I wanted a trophy there. I, I thought if they had that, it would have lifted the crowd, which I think maybe could have lifted the team, if you know what I mean. Ryan, what was your, your thoughts on when you were told to be out 15 minutes before and they wheeled out that DIY flag and it was unfurled? Well, I know it's not the most positive start to the pod, but let's continue the theme. It was an embarrassment. I thought, <laughs> I really thought it was very, very poor. Whoever made that decision to bring that B&Q trolley box thing out onto the pitch was I had a shocker. The first thing I said to my dad when we walked in, I said, where's the flagpole? Because usually I'll look for the flagpole at the enclosure, right. maybe next to the dugout. I said, where's the flagpole? And he's like, ah, I can't see either. And I said, what, what is happening? Are they, they going to bring it out? And the closer it got to like kickoff, I was like, what is happening here? And I seen them wheeling that out. I was like, oh my goodness. No, no champions, no like, I would have liked them to brought the trophy out, not the players, because I know the players are focused now and it's all about 56. We deserve to see that trophy, whether it be, I don't know, Greg or whatever bringing it out. It should have been brought out, as you yeah. say, would have lifted the crowd, would have been a bust of champions, and we deserve that. We didn't deserve whatever happened there because it was the worst, it's the worst flag they've ever seen, unfortunately. But it's done now. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I, we've, we've waited 10 years for it. Ideally, we would have won it the first game of the season, but. It is what it is because of COVID. I'm, I'm the same as yourself. I thought it was um, very disappointing, to be fair. And I, I thought it added to the bit of the flatness in terms of the atmosphere that day when we should have all been really up for it and going at Motherwell. Jamie, what was your um, your thoughts on, on the flag day as well? I'll, I'll be honest, I still, it was still emotional for whatever reason, um, even though it was, uh, as you say, wheeled out and um, it was still emotional seeing the flag unfurled but aye, it was still it, it was disappointing, it's an odd one because well, as you say through Covid Ali we've had to wait you know obviously a long time You know, um, how many months ago was that we were all, all around at Scots and um, having a cracking day celebrating that title win but aye, I would have liked to have seen the trophy at least, um, I think that's a good point as even John Craig Carrying it through, um, it just it just wasn't it just wasn't what I was expecting. And like you say, to get the message through, to be at the stadium for two forty five, um, I think I was we, we were there for probably about two. Scott, um, yeah, really, obviously excited to see what was what was coming. Um, so I a bit of a, a wee bit of a letdown, unfortunately. Yeah. Me, me, me and Scotia could have definitely got another pint down us before that, if that, if that was the case. So that, it, it was disappointing for us. But um, Carney, what, what was your thoughts on it? Yeah, I, I agree with I agree with Ryan and with um, Jamie there, to be honest. I think I was expecting a wee bit more. I don't know fully what I was expecting, but I was expecting a wee bit more than a, a cardboard box with a pole on it. Uh, yeah, I got a wee bit emotional at the time, but as they were standing posing after they'd done the flag, I expected to see the trophy and it didn't come and they just walked off. I think that it was the wrong decision not to at least have somebody bring that trophy out and stand with it. Even Douglas Park, get Douglas Park to lift up. If it's not going to be Gerard, if it's not going to be Tav because they're prepped on the game, then fair enough. But somebody should have brought out the, the big silver shiny thing and waved it at us all. Uh, I don't think there's any doubt about it. But as but it is, Gerard. Obviously, there's been reports that Gerard didn't want to make a big deal out of it, but that should have been a wee bit more for the fans. 
but then again, it's it is what it is. As I say, it is what it is. I'm not going to be too upset about it. I, I, the league flag is still home. I suppose that's the most important thing. But yeah, I missed them. I missed the they missed up an opportunity with not showing us the trophy. I think. Yeah, <laughs> Scotia, you you in agreement with the rest of the lads in terms of it was a slight anticlimax, to be honest. Yeah, underwhelming it was, yeah. I mean, some of the ones we had done in the lower divisions created a wee bit more atmosphere and it was a bit more <laughs> a fun day. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous to say that considering this is yeah, the is, right? yeah. Premier League Championship. Um, yeah, so I agree with all the points they made. I mean, Rangers took the decision not to allow, um, not to give Motherwell their away allocation as well to get as many Rangers fans in to see it. And yeah, it was underwhelming. If it, I don't know if it maybe comes down to the team hasn't started as well as we would have liked it. If it, they had been in full flow and firing in all cylinders, there might have been a bit more fanfare. And this is why Gerard and the management team have said not to. But in that case, then it, it would have been better if it was just done at the Livy game. Because, I mean, the only chance people will have had to see the trophy is if you actually went on the tour or you signed up to that thing you done, Carney. So a lot of people yeah. actually haven't seen it, seen it in the flesh. So, yeah, it's a missed opportunity. Yeah, it, it was it was very much underwhelming in an anticlimax, but it's done. I, I think now we draw a line under fifty five, and we we go for fifty six now. We, we can't be looking back in the past all the time. That's done. Let's go for fifty six now. So, yeah. So on Wednesday night we took on Livingston in a quarter final of the of the League Cup. So the team lineup, and this is me going my memory, lads. So if I get it wrong, somebody shout in. Was um, McLaughlin in goal? It was Big Shirley at left back, Goldson, Balogun, Patterson at right back, and it was Lundstrom in the sitting sitting midfield with Kamara, Aribo, and up front was Wright, Morelos, and Kamaruf. Is it Kamaruf? <laughs> Well done, mate. That's <laughs> 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 by memory. So, um, yeah, the, the, the Libby game... Ali, honest, Ali, do you need to go for a lie down now? Or are you still all right to carry on? Still all right. I was just rattling my brain there, so I got it right. Um, the Rangers team changes that much these days. It's quite hard yeah. to actually keep track on it before. So, yeah, I mean, in terms of the team, to be honest, in the group chat, I think we all expected quite a few changes. I think we all expected Lundstrom to come in. Shirley and Patterson, I thought was going to come in. I think Gary McNapress had alluded to that in terms of the players. Scott Wright will come on to him, but played another game, ninety minutes. But yeah, I know. I know. Obviously, obviously, Carney, you were away, and and Ryan and, and and Jamie were obviously doing other stuff as well. So didn't get to see the full game. Myself and Scotia trudged along there on the Wednesday night to watch it. And I'll be honest, I, I thought the first half was a continuation of the Motherwell game, to be honest. A bit stodgy. Livingston, to be honest, are a a frustrating team like Motherwell, but I just thought the first half was a bit pedestrian at times with Rangers. And, I mean, me and Scotia actually turned to each other at half-time and went, does this this go to penalties? Because at points we thought it could be a nil-nil or something. But second half, Rangers made a change. Scott Wright came off. And I'll I'll just touch on Scott Wright quickly before we kind of jump into the game in terms of I've been very excited about Scott Wright since he's came to Rangers and um, I know you have as well, Carney. In terms of every time we've seen him in his cameos, he's looked bright, he's he's looked busy. 
I'll be honest, I, I've been disappointed in him the last two games. I don't know if it's because of the area of the park he's playing. He comes in inside quite a lot, like Ryan Kent does. I'd rather he was just out in the wing, but I've been disappointed in, in the last two games. It's I'm not writing him off or anything. I'm just saying, is he possibly an impact player? Or we've seen this with other players. I, I don't know. I mean, I'll come to you first, Carney. Well, what's your thoughts on Scott Wright over the last two games? Uh, yeah, it's, it's hard to me. I, I've got a, I've got a, a big space in my heart for Scott Wright. I just think, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the pressure of like, he has the opportunity to step into Kent's place just now. And maybe that's, maybe it's becoming a wee bit of a burden for him more than it should. Um, he hasn't been great. Uh, to be honest, in the past two games, yes, he could be an impact player, but I also think it's the style of opposition that we're going up against. I think it's not all these games are going to suit him because <clears throat> he's very direct. Um, I'm not sure he's got the flair as such as what Ryan Kent has or Aribo has or whatever, but I think he still needs more time. I think Gerard will obviously stick with him. I think he's going to kind of have to stick with him considering... Kent's going to be out for so long, but going on the past couple of performances, he's not been he's not been great. But uh, as I say, I'm I've got I've got blue love heart glasses on for for Scott Wright, so I'm probably not the best to criticise yeah. him really. No, I'm, I mean I'm the same. I, I'm just slightly disappointed in him. I, I think we mm-hmm. kind of need to play him because he's the only guy that's really got pace in that front line for us, to be honest. But um, Scotia, what, what's your thoughts on um, Scott Wright over the last or game and a half because he only lasted a, a half against Livingston? Yeah, but it's not been his best. Um, and you're right in saying that he's kind of running the risk of running and um, becoming a natural Novo esque player where they make the impact off the bench. And when he started games, he's not really it took that opportunity and made it its own, I don't think. Because I mean, what, was it? Um, Alice Kerr, when he came on against Alice Kerr, he kind of gave us the drive and impetus in that game. Whereas, yeah, the last game and a half, it's it's not it's not been there. But you know, a player can have a couple of bad games, so no reason, no need to write him off just yet. He's just not had the best last couple of weeks or week or so. Yeah, that, I mean, he's, he's only really played a, a game and a half in terms of when he when he started and and. You class him as a winger that they can be inconsistent at times. Ryan, what's your your thoughts on Scott Wright in the last game and a half? Like we say, I think we've got to remember Scott Wright's a project. I mean, he was brought in from Aberdeen. Um, I was going to say all due respect to Aberdeen, but no fuck Aberdeen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's came, came from them as a project, and obviously, and Gerard said that, and they've obviously focused on his physique and stuff. So he's not a finished article. And as, as uh, Scotia said, every player's going to have a bad game. I think we just persevere. He's going to, he's going to play, especially with Kent out just now. Um, that probably gives an insight into what my lineup's going to be tomorrow. But <laughs> I definitely think that, I think we'll see better games from right. More better games than poor, than poor games, that's for sure. Jay, Jamie, what's, what's your thoughts on Scott Wright? Do you think it's maybe just the opposition we've played the last two games? Or do you just think he's been off it unfortunately I think he's been okay in, in flashes honestly as in his end product hasn't been there but his link up play has been good I think there's been elements of his game like you say he's, he brings a lot to the table in, in the sense that he's got a lot of pace um, I, think, I think obviously the chance getting put through one on one with a ball over the top from Goldson he, he never done well with that but 
As Ryan says, he is he is going to be a project player. He's he's someone um that we've taken from another another team in, in the league. Um he's got potential. He's got potential. He's definitely got something to bring, but um I the past oh, I think we've lost Jamie there in mid flow. Yeah, I think so. Yep. Jamie's gone again. So yeah, we can thank Jamie. <laughs> I think we get a griff of what Jamie was saying there. But yeah, I mean that's pretty much the I won't dwell on what the first half was like because it was a bit of a non-event, to be honest. But me and Scotia were, were sitting at, at half-time and both mentioned one man's name. I know he's Scotia's favourite player currently at Ibrooks, and that man was Hadji. And it took him all of two minutes to come on, set up Kamar Roof and Rangers go one up. At that point, I, I turned to score. In fact, we both turned to each other and went, he's an extremely intelligent, clever player. A lot of players at that point would have had a shot or blasted it. No, he looked up. Played the ball across and there's Kamaru to score. Um, Scotia, as he's your um, your main man at the moment, <laughs> what was your thoughts on Hadji coming on and changing the game? It wasn't Hadji coming on and changing the game. It was me coming down to sit beside you. That as well. That worked as well, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, it always used to seem to work a couple of seasons ago. Yeah, no, you're rightly saying. Hadji is that. He's that intelligent player that we need, that he links midfield to attack. It's just get that wee bit about him. He's more physical this season as well. Um, he's so determined. You know, Gerard's press conference, where you'll come on to some of the stuff that he was saying, and Hadji's own one as well. Um, gives you the insight into the type of player he is. He, obviously, something came out today as well, that he paid for his own private jet yeah. back to Glasgow um, so that he could be back and, you know, ready to play as soon as possible. So that, that says everything about him. Um, and, yeah, I just I love him at the moment. Wouldn't drop him. Would have him play him every game if possible. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I know Ryan, you saw bits and bobs of the game, but just just in terms of Hadji, to me, I, I think he's that we missing link we've been missing the last couple of games. That one guy that I know he can be frustrating in terms of he can be non-existent in a game for times, but he can just come alive with that one moment and it, it creates goals. I mean, you look at his assists last season. I think he was, I think he was a top assist, obviously. Maybe Tav was, yeah. but. What what's your thoughts on on Hadji and going forward? Do you think he'll be a big player in this Rangers team? Yeah, I think he will be. I think he's the one player that gives you gives you that ball through the middle. I think if you look at the way Davis Kamara and the rest of our kind of centre midfielders play, probably take a rebound out of that equation. But I think Hadji gives you that something different. And as you all know, I love a player that will have a shot for outside the box, and he'll have a shot. But he's just he's an intelligent player in that final third and especially when we're playing against teams that do that I hate using this phrase low block but when teams play that he is the boy that you'd expect to unlock these teams and, and slip somebody in um, but again he's I kind of put him in the same bracket as right he's a project as well he's not the finished article yet I think there's more to come from Hadji I think he'll get better and especially under Gerard and Gerard likes when he's, I think he said in his press of the day, he's a, Hadji's obsessed with getting better. And I think, I'm sure Katic was the same, said something about Katic being like that. Gerard likes players who are pushing themselves. So obviously, he, he comes under under that uh, category. So I, I think he'll only get better under Gerard. So yeah, he, he's in my team every week if he's fit. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we see big improvements in Hadji. I think even his, his stature in terms of, I think he looks stronger now. He looks more physical. He's not shy of a tackle, Hadji, either. When you see him, you'll, you'll put a shift in. But 
Carney, he obviously he changed the game instantly. Hadji, what's your thoughts on Hadji in terms of on that second half and going forward with Hadji? Um, well, I think Coscosa loves Hadji so much. I'm trying to figure out what we can do to if Hadji does a certain something, then Scotia has to get his hair cut like Hadji. Um, oh, God. I think, <laughs> I think it would quite suit him. I think it would quite suit him. Um, so I'm trying to figure that out. Look, I said it on the, the post-match, as I said, my, my view of the game was not the best. I was watching it on my phone. Um, I missed the majority of it. I did see the whole time Hadji was on the park, mind you. And I didn't realise we missed Hadji, if that makes sense, in the nicest possible way. I didn't realise that we were, we were kind of missing his ability to take control of a game and make them wee passes and bring his intelligence to the game. Um, I think Yaris Hadji is a massive player for Rangers and I think he's only going to get better and better. Um his attitude, everything that we're hearing from Gerard and um, what he's saying about him, his desire to continue to play football and it could be the best person, the best possible version of himself um, is excellent. And then paying for the chart, his own chart flight to get back to training as soon as he's isolation and the COVID and that was all done. That's 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 incredible. That's what you want in a player. Um, I think he believes that he can be a massive part of this team and I think Gerard. And the coaching staff believe in him as well, so I would agree with Scotia as well. Just now, I, I would, I would struggle not to have him in my team right now. I think he's pretty critical, and he looks like he's ready to drag the team to some form of form, if you like. Yeah, no, I mean the way we've all just talked there, I think that's possibly a, a big clue in our team teams for the for the weekend. Obviously, I'd imagine we've all got Hadji in that team for the weekend, but. Um, yeah, after that, the, the the second goal obviously came for the Livingston goalkeeper, who I'll be honest, the first half had a couple of these with the balls balls at his feet. Didn't look handy with the ball at his feet at all. They tried to play it for the back Livingston for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why because they're not good enough to do it. Came back to the goalkeeper. He tries to play at the centre half, makes an arse it straight to Alfie. The moans and the groans and the the eyebrows that was that point was shoot straight away Alfie. But no, Alfie being Alfie, checks round the defender and lashes in the back of the net. And at 2-0, like we said against Motherwell, that second goal goal was crucial and it killed the game completely. Um, I'll come back to you, Carney. What was your thoughts from the second goal went on? Thanks, I don't know what that, <laughs> that, that, that and I don't know what the hell that keeper was doing. I mean, they'd already been caught out once before with the one with Alfie won the ball back and squared it to Kamal Roof, I think. Obviously, Kamal Roof's finish wasn't great, but yeah, it's just a ludicrous pass to try when you've got somebody like Alfredo Morelos pouncing about in. It's good to see Morelos getting a goal. Goals help Morelos, it helps his confidence, it helps his. Um, What's the, his appetite in the game? It helps him get right stuck in and really get to his kind of best form. So yeah, I, I'm always happy to see Alfredo Morello score. And yeah, when it went in, it was thank thank God it's two 0 and the game is over. Really, at that point, Livingston were never coming back. Yeah, it'd be fair when he when he scored and he slid in the knees and did the, did the trademark celebration. I I did look up your your seat, Carney, and. Because I wasn't there, Morello, yeah, I know <laughs> I you weren't there. there, and your dad wasn't there. But every 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 time Morelos scores, I always look up at Gani's seat, and we always do the, the Morelos celebration. But Scotia, obviously, you were beside me at this point, and when it fell to Morelos, I think we were both the same in terms of hit it, and he goes round the round the <laughs> defender and lashes it. What was your thoughts when it went two 0 at that point? Yeah, happy days, really. Um, as you say, Livingston now have to come out as a cup game 
it's not a league game, so it's not as if they can still sit in and con just consolidate a 2 0 defeat. They need to come out and actually try and have a go at us. Um, so once that went in, I knew we were home and dry, really. And um, yeah, what Stryek was trying to do, <laughs> God. Um, it's, I read a report that he was, um, it was fantastic. Match. And, I, I don't but I don't believe that. And like but I certainly don't remember him being man of the match, I'll tell you that. Yeah, I mean I had a few decent saves to be fair, but with the ball at his feet, he was he was not good. I think he should just stick to route one with that ball, to be honest, in terms of what these teams mostly do. But yeah, Ryan, I know you didn't see much of the game, but I don't know if you got to see this goal, but it just shows when Rangers get that second goal like we should have got it at Motherwell, it just kills these teams. What was your thoughts? Yeah, it's a massive, it's a massive thing for us getting the second goal. I think that was a big played a big part in us winning the league last year, compared to probably Gerard's first couple of seasons. There was so many games where we didn't get that second goal. It's crept in obviously this season with the Motherwell game. So I was glad to see they've got the second goal. I did see um, the Morelos goal you're speaking about, and as kind of as Scott said, I think when Morelos is scoring, if you've got a a happy Morelos, you've got a dangerous Morelos. But if he's a frustrated if he's frustrated, he can be he can be useless at times. So, no, I'm glad to see he was on the score sheet. Yeah, yeah, no, I totally agree with that. And after that, I mean, Goldson had a good chance with header to make it three 0 The keeper had a good save from it. Apart from that, petered out. I'll I'll have a mention it. I thought um, John Lundstrom played well in the game again. I, I thought he's. I still don't think the Steve Davis role was the role for him going forward, but I thought he played well in it. He was neat and tidy, kept the ball moving. I thought he was decent. Obviously, Bakuna came on, Sakala came on. There was nearly a point when Scotia got his Bakuna Sakala assist and him scoring so he could sing that song, but it, it didn't quite happen. But um, yeah, I thought it was routine, to be honest, during the week for Rangers. And obviously, last night it rolled into the, the semi final draw last night. So obviously, after the Celtic game last night, they won three nuggets with overs, and then a draw came. So, I've, to be honest, out of all the teams, I wasn't overly fussed at who we got, to be honest. But the draw was made, and it is Hibs, who we will play on November the 20th or the 21st. So, we were due to play St. Johnston on the Saturday then. That's now been moved to Wednesday the 15th of December, which congests already a congested fixture list in December as it does. I think we have eight games during December. I think we have four games in nine round about that time. So that's what it is. But um, I'll come I'll come back to Ryan. Ryan, what, what's your thoughts on Hibs in the next round? And they're going well at the moment, Hibs. They are indeed. I think Martin Boyle's the top goal scorer isn't he, in Scotland at the moment. Um, I'm pretty much the same as you. I'd, I'd, I'll take any of I'm just I'm just glad we're in the semis. But... We do have a monkey. I feel we've got a monkey on our back in terms of these cups at the moment. There is an element of our support who are just looking at social media and they're kind of like, oh, that's not the best draw we could have got. That can't be our attitude. We're Rangers. We, we win trophies. We we win semis. We win finals. This is scar tissue. This is what this feeling is. We, as fans, we owe Hibs one for that final a few years back. I also think that this Gerard squad. I've got a point to prove as well in terms of how they've performed in the Cups because last year we should have had a clean sweep last year. We had a free run at both of those Cups and I think the squad really let themselves down. So they've got to be up for this against Hibs. They've got to be in, got to show them respect because they are playing well but we should be beating Hibs and we should be going into the game confidently that we can beat them and get to that final because 
I, I don't know about you guys, but I feel the League Cup's massive this year. It does feel like if we can win that League Cup, it, it, it could just be pivotal how, how our season goes. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, the League Cup final, obviously, I think it's the 19th of December, so it's, it's before the turn of the year, I think. I agree with you. I think if we win that, we can just kick on and go from there, to be honest. But, I mean, I'll be honest, in terms of drawing Hibs, I don't mind playing Hibs because, to be fair to Hibs, to give them some sort of credit, they'll come out and play football against us. I don't think Hibs will sit in. They'll play football against us, yeah. which will suit us. So, um, Carney, what's your thought on the draw? I, I can't disagree with what Ryan said. It, it doesn't matter who we get. It makes no difference. We we should we should be confident against kind of most teams in the league. Um, we shouldn't be um, worried about who we get. As I say, obviously people could immediately just draw to it. Oh, it would be better if we get St Johnston. I say it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. You're going to have to beat everyone to get to the league, uh, the League Cup. And I, I agree as well that this is a. Because it's so early this year that the, when the final's going to be, this is a, a critical cup for for Rangers to win, and it gets it would get the monkey off the back of us not winning a cup last year. Um, again, we probably should have a clean, a clean sweep um, last year, and that's me not being kind of disrespectful to anybody else in the league. But the, the opportunity was there, and we blew the cups. So there's no doubt about it. Look, we got fifty five. is what we all wanted, yes, but there's still the. It's a thing now that Rangers haven't won a cup under Gerard. It's now become a. A kind of thing on its own. It's gonna kind of grow arms and legs from that. So this this league cup is is massive um, for Rangers to kick on and win. But uh, I wasn't bothered about who it was going to be. Whoever it is, you need to beat them anyway in order to get the cup. So more than happy with it. Hibs are playing well, but I think on our day, if we find our form, like and we find our levels that we know that we can, then I think we should be feeling very confident going into that game. Yeah, I mean Scotia. I mean me, you, and Carney were at that. League Cup final when we battled Celtic and an offside goal from them snatched it from us and it was a, it was an absolute gutter that day. What's your thoughts on the draw in, in terms of this League Cup for us going forward? Yeah, I'm saying didn't care who we got, to be honest. Michael Stewart said something after the draw, which I tend to agree with. And I hate who gives monkeys about him? <laughs> the, the Hibs, yeah, true. But um, he said like Hibs probably gave Rangers like the most competition in games last season. But on the flip side, St Johnston were the ones that knocked us out the Scottish Cup. Um, so I didn't care who we got. The only downside to getting Hibs potentially is I imagine that it will be a 50-50 split in ticket allocation. So Rangers Twitter will yeah. be fun when the Majors points and everything comes into play oh, for that. God, yeah. we've, been, we've been fairly lucky, Pearson, that since we've come up from the Championship, we've yeah. managed to get to every single game at Hamden um, through the previous ballot system so someone's going to be unfortunate this time around yeah, yeah. sorry to interrupt you just on that my point you made there am i right in saying there's only seven thousand my members oh i don't know there's I know there, the there, there's, came out. there's 30 there's thirty thousand my members but what of them are season to gold I, I i couldn't answer that one mm. it was just the last email communication that came out you know how they've kind of changed the way they're doing it i thought they had numbers of Seven thousand. Uh, that was people that registered. That was people that registered for that game. So that ah, was is them. that what the numbers were? Yeah. I thought it was very small. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. So I, I mean, like you're saying, Scotia, it's going to be with this my years. There's going to be rumbles and grumbles. If we get to go to the Hibs game and we get into the final, potentially we would probably miss the cup final. So. Yeah, it's it's a hard one in terms of what it is, but it's supply and demand once again. So 
is what it is, but it's um, it's in November, so it's a wee while away. So, yeah, just one bit of good news. I know um, I know Ryan will be very happy. It's probably, I think it's his favourite player at the moment in terms of Glenn Kamara. is now signed up to 2025, four-year deal there. Um, I'll just come to you straight away, Ryan. What was your thoughts on, on seeing Kamara, 2025, four-year deal? Oh, I was out in the street with my top off, swinging around my head. <laughs> I absolutely was, and he's, he's listen. Glenn Kamara, nobody will tell me otherwise. He's an absolute Rolls Royce player. Uh, I think I've said this in previous pods that he's. I'm not saying he's. I'm not saying he's up there, but like, he could he could play for any team in England. I do feel that because of the role he plays, the intelligence, how he uses the ball. I think he could play with anyone. Um, that's I think it's a great sign, and it's. I think one of what he said in the, the group chat, um, you just you, you're going to get money for him now. You know you're going to get big money. I don't expect to see that contract out, um, but no, it's a great bit of business because I was starting to get concerned about him and Goldson. I know Goldson's still not done it yet, but I was very concerned about Kamara leaving on a free. Um, no, it's fantastic business. And I'm looking forward to watching him as much as possible in a blue shirt because I think he's a. An absolute joy to watch. He's one of the players that I tell my my oldest son to watch, and that's how you play football. Yeah, no, he's I he's a joy to watch Kamara, and he's he's getting better and better each 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 game. To be honest, and each year with us, but yeah, it was. I mean, it was myself in the group chat that said it now protects Rangers. To me, I don't expect Glenn Kamara to be all those four years. I don't think any of us do, but it protects Rangers in terms of if one of these clubs do come in and have a bite at them, it's top dollar they need to pay for them, which is which is good for Rangers. So, um, Carney, what was your thoughts on Kamara signed up? Delighted, mate. Absolutely delighted. Um, I say, okay, again, I can't disagree with anything that's been said about him. He is unbelievable to watch. The amount of times I'll watch him, because um, we'll be sitting, obviously, in the, the club deck, you kind of look down in the game, and when he gets the ball, the wee drop of the shoulder that he does, the way he can just leave a player pretty much on his arse just by literally dropping his dropping his shoulder, the ability and the potential in the boy to go as far as he wants to go in the game, in my opinion. Um, he's one of the one of the best midfielders I've seen at Ibrox in a, a long, long time. And it's so good that he's decided to to sign up because again, we will get we'll get the right money for him now. We will get what we what we deserve to get for him. Um, there's not many people, um, even pundits that hate us will still say how good Glenn Kamara is. The guy's the guy's absolute class. We got this guy for fifty grand. I say it to myself every time I see him playing when he does one of the tons, I'm like fifty grand that cost. 50 grand and we are selling that guy for that incredible uh, incredible amount and I am delighted about it, really really delighted I just hope now that uh, Mr Goldson follows suit Yeah, I think maybe the Goldson chat's one for another day, I, I don't know what's going to happen with Goldson but I, I, I agree with Ryan in terms of um, in terms of Kamara, I think he could play anywhere he wants, I just think he would slot in any of these big teams in Europe Scotia, I know you've mentioned Italy before because that's your favourite country in the world, Italy, in terms of you like the Serie A. But what's your thoughts on Kamara? Yeah, the same as all is really. Um, it's absolutely brilliant news that he's um, signed that extension to his contract. It protects us in terms of a uh, financial um, benefit from selling him on because, as you say, I do expect that will happen at some point. So, yeah, I can't really say. I would just be repeating what you have said, really. Um and hopefully more follow. Um, but that kind of leads it. There's a, something comes up in the press conference, so I can either discuss it now or wait. I'll bring it up when we get to the press conference. Why are you bring up the press conference? Right. No worries. 
Aye, <laughs> 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 just sat down there. <laughs> the control. Yeah. So, so um, to be. Just sorry. quickly, Ali, sorry. Uh, as you can see for people that are watching on the screen, Jamie is having an absolute nightmare with his Wi-Fi. So he's joining in in the comments, which is absolutely brilliant. Uh, yeah, Jamie needs to go on to the Wi-Fi company pronto because I use the same one as him and it's so good. So Jamie's probably not returning tonight. That's just putting that out there. But thanks, Jamie, for getting involved, mate. Yep. <laughs> I heard we soon have a cup podcast. Uh, he's probably, yeah, mate, he's probably away to watch a golf. He's probably sick of listening to us, right? He's away to watch a golf. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, I, I, I agree with Jamie's comment that he's wrote in there as well. So, no, I get agrees with the rest of the lads there. But, no, Scotia, you've rolled on nicely. Well, it's the Dundee build-up. It was um, straight into the presser today. Have all the lads watched the presser? Is that, maybe that's why Jamie went off, because he didn't watch the presser today. So, <laughs> maybe that was the reason behind it. But, yeah, it was um, today was Gerard and it was Scotia's favourite pal, Hadji, as well. But... Again, same kind of questions. Gerard was asked in terms of the Dundee game. It says it'll be a tough game, need to be ready. But they feel they're in a good place at the moment, um, especially during the, the win during the week. He was asked about injury news. He says there's no injuries. They're kind of settling down Rangers in terms of the team selection now. On Kamara, I'll, um, I'll let you come in now, Scotia. He said he's important to keep in terms of best players fits into our style and basically how he was schooled at Arsenal and also he did give a mention to Neil McCann at Dundee. So yeah, Scotia, I'll, I'll bring you in at that point in terms of in terms of Kamara, in terms of your point. Well it wasn't to do with Kamara, it was to do with the contract. Carry on. <laughs> well, that, that was seamless, absolutely seamless lads. That was great. <laughs> You could have told us that, oh, Christ, gosh. Well, you might as well tell us about the contract now, then. You might as well. Yeah, well, Mark Dingwall had asked a question about the contract situation to Gerard, and he was kind of saying, you know, he really lets Ross Wilson deal with it, and it's up to the players and giving them good offers and respectable offers. But I was I had a wee look at it. Obviously, Goldson's still to sign, which hopefully he does, his extension, because he runs out the end of 20. March 2022. You've also got Arfield, Davis, Defoe, Balligan, McGregor, Barker, McLaughlin and Firth all coming at the end of their contracts at the end of this season. And then in 2023, you've got Kent, Morelos, Aribo, Jack, Hellander, McCrory and Kelly. So they, these are contracts that I think we need to start looking at. Certainly the ones for 2023 because your likes of Kent, Morelos, Aribo, their value will start plummeting similar to what, what um, Kamara's could have been like. Yeah, I, I mean, to be honest, I, I think Ross Wilson, the guys behind the scene, will be at that at the moment. I don't think they're going to let all them run down at all, but I, I completely understand what you're saying, Scotia, in terms of there's a lot of key players in terms of assets there that you'll want to tie the assets down, like the Kamara deal, which I'm sure that's what you were linking that to in terms of we need to tie these guys down so we can sell them for top dollar. So. Yeah, so he basically, after that, he went on to Hadji. In terms of Hadji, he says, we knew the talent when we brought him in, in terms of what, what we were buying. He says, as we mentioned earlier, he's obsessed to get better. And he has a lot of good people around him, i.e. his dad. And I think people that represent him around him, he's got good people. Um, he, was out, he was asked about the injury updates. He says, Ryan Kent, three to four weeks, it's hard to tell, but hopefully he should be back after international duty, which which isn't too far away, which to me is good news. He was asked about Ryan Jack, which is, uh, has been one we've been talking about in the group chat for a while. We've had a bit of the fear, to be honest. He, he's not going to put a timeline on it, but he did say Ryan Jack should be back in around 
two weeks time he said but that's him just getting introduced into the squad he wasn't going to I think he's going to sort of nurse him in in terms of um, he won't put a date on it in terms of when we'll see him so I'll just quickly quickly ask you on Ryan Jack Carney I think you had a feel like all of us here it's good to know that he's back in two weeks or is this just another seven to ten days in terms of a lot of players we've heard of in the, the past with Rangers Seven to ten days, mate. That's going to be the last until they decide that he's he's ready enough to come back. Look, I'm desperate for Ryan Jack to come back. I I really am. I just hope that they're doing things. They're taking their time and they're being as cautious as they can because they have to. If he's he's to if he's to kick on and continue his career at Rangers, in my personal opinion, he's going to need to come back one hundred percent fit. No wee niggle, no wee anything. Like one hundred percent, he is fit and he's ready to play. And there's nothing bothering him. There's no chance of a reoccurring injury because there's a lot of players in front of him just now. There's a lot of players that are getting game time. Look, I know Ryan Jack is Stephen Gerrard's boy. There is no doubt about it. He fully expects Ryan Jack to take over the Steve Davis role. That's my personal opinion. Um, and he'll want to get him back as quickly as he can. I think Ryan Jack suits the team. I think Ryan Jack likes to be at Rangers. He wants to be at Rangers and he wants to play for us. Um, we've said that before, he's potential captain material. To me, he's a, he's a leader for us. But yeah, I, I think... I'm hoping that the reason that they are being so cautious about it is because obviously he had that operation. So any kind of wee sort of niggle, they're just will just take will be will take precautions with it and just make sure when he comes back, he has to be 100% on the mark and ready to absolutely go. But yeah, I think it will be seven to ten days, mate, until they decide he's ready. I think that's all we'll hear. Yeah, uh, I agree with that, Ryan. I know you were kind of. I think you were first in the group chat in terms of you, you had a bit of the fear in terms of Ryan Jack because we've been told different stories about him. What's, what's your feelings on it? Are you feeling more positive today in terms of he says he's coming back two weeks or do you think, like me and Carney are saying, it's it's the old story of it's we'll just hear this for the next God knows how long? Yeah, it's the old saying shivers through you here, but it's the Jordan Ross that's partner, isn't it, again? Oh, God, don't um, say that, mate. <laughs> don't yeah, say that. Um, I got a horrible feeling there. Don't say that. It's just, uh, of course, I don't want it to be because I'm a massive fan of Ryan Jack as well. Like he's, I think I said in a previous pod as well, he's the best player for me at just recycling the ball. And he fills when Tav goes, he fills in so well. He does it better than anyone. Um, he also is a hard player. I like a player like gets, I puts a hard tackle in. I am. Still concerned that Ryan Jack is not coming back because I know that I totally agree with what Scott's saying. I think the club are, are managing the situation and they're obviously wanting to ensure that when he does come back, he's not going to break down again. He's been out for a long time and that operation was a while ago. I hope I'm wrong. I'm just I'm a bit I'm a bit cautious with whether he's going to come back or not. Yeah, I mean, I'm. The same as you and Carney, to be honest. Um, I've seen it before. Carney, you mentioned Jordan Ross earlier. I'll I'll give you another one that will send shivers down your spine. John Eustace was another one where we, we were told the same one. The only time I've seen him was sitting in a portal cabin, but we never actually got to, <laughs> never got to see him. But Scotia, you're you're the positive one in, on the pod here. So what's your thoughts on Ryan Jack? Do you think we'll see him? I don't know. I think he will get back eventually and he should be given time. I think the club have changed tact slightly. I mean, I know he did say two weeks, but I think he was talking about two weeks just to get back to training with the, yeah, the yeah. first team squad. 
he did go on to say that, you know, we're not putting a date or timeline on, on it. So I think they're given, they've changed tact a wee bit because previously we were getting told, yeah, in the next three weeks he'll be full-time training. So there has been all these wee setbacks and I really hope he does get back. Um, I think um, Jordan Campbell at The Athletic had an interview with Jamie Burjonis. Um, I've seen on Twitter earlier in the week or last week. Um, I can't remember it all exactly, but it was just Jamie Barjonas talking about how good a player Ryan Jack was, what it was like. You know, he is a captain. He was obviously the captain of Aberdeen before he came to us. He's a captain. He's a leader. He's similar to Hadji that he's one of these people that are staying late at training and things like that. So I think we really need him back, but we should give him, a, I think I've seen a comment flag up there, give him every opportunity he needs. And yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, I, I think you need to. I don't. We can't rush him back and he gets injured again because if that happens to me, it's game over. So yeah, we'll see what happens with Ryan Jack. But basically, last thing the Gerard Press are basically on the Motherwell time waste, and I think there was a stat that said the ball was in play for thirty odd minutes or something, which is probably one of the lowest. But he basically says, in terms of Rangers, we play multi ball. We want a ball in the park as much as possible to entertain to play football. If these teams want to do it let them batter on. It's up to them exactly what they want to do, but it's our job to break these teams down. And that was pretty much for Gerard. And then on to Hadji, obviously there's a lot of um, rumours in the press. I won't get on to it because it's rumours. It's maybe one to talk about maybe next week. But he was asked about the Roma interest in terms of, I think he's been linked by 17 million move in January, but kind of batted it away. He's very intelligent, Hadji, the way he speaks. His English is brilliant, but... He said he's fully concentrated in Rangers. No point talking about it because he's kind of shot that one down. He was asked on his position, says he can play lots of different positions. But since he's been at Rangers that year and a half, he says he's improved a lot technically and his strength as well, which I kind of alluded to earlier on. They also asked him in the COVID. <clears throat> he said he was tough. He didn't have any symptoms, which was good news, but he had to sit in a hotel room for 14 days. So it was... It was hard mentally for him, and as Scotia said earlier on, it was fair play for him to, to pay for a private jet out of his back pocket to to, to come back and, and play with the team during the week. But uh, And he was also asked on the creative role, says he always wants to create for the team, says he likes to play that number 10, he prefers to play in the middle of the park. I know we've had a lot of dis- discussions on Hadji and where his perfect role is. He's kind of played out wide right a lot of the time. Was, I kind of prefer him in the middle to slip balls, so... We'll see what happens in that. And he was asked about playing in front of a crowd and he says he kind of thrives on it. It, it makes him a better player. And the final one, which still was asking the opposition on Dundee, he says it'll be a tough game. Every away game is tough and has difficulties, but they're hungry to win the three points. So is there anything from the presser, Carney, you took in terms of, to me, it's just routine, these pressers now? Yeah, no, it's, you're right in what you say about Hadji. He's a very impressive young man in terms of he's kind of the full package that any team would be looking for. He's got bags of potential. He's already playing at quite a high standard and he can handle the press. I mean, he is um, he's massive. As you say, he's huge in Romania as well, as I'm led to believe. He's absolutely he's like their poster boy in, in, in for Romanian football out there. So, yeah, he's very impressive, Hadji. Very, very impressive. But I don't think he's... I don't think he's ready to go anywhere just yet. Um, well, here's hoping, anyway. No. Ryan, did you take in from the press or anything more? No, I was just kind of a box sticker um, player press conference, wasn't it? But I do want to say I think Hadji's I think Hadji's a great bit of business for Rangers. He's always going to be getting linked with the likes of Roma because of his dad. 
but also because he's a good player at that age. As I said earlier on, he's a project. He's going to get better. I think there is more to come with him. And he is a bit of a kind of poster boy in terms of a decent-looking lad. He's done his Pepsi Max stuff. We're going to make money off him, aren't we, when, whenever he leaves? But hopefully it's not for a few seasons, that's for sure. Yeah, I hope he's not watching because I've been actually drinking Coca-Cola during this and not Pepsi. So I hope, <laughs> I hope, he's, I hope he's not annoyed about that one. So, Scotia, have you got anything more to add in the pressers? No, I really, I really like Hadji's one. Hadji comes across so well. He's obviously, all his life, he's been in the spotlight given who his, his, his dad is. Um, so he comes across, similar to how Gerard comes across with, now, um, he can handle the press really well because he's so ingrained into it. Um, so yeah, I, I, mean, I can't say enough about the guy. really like him. So I, I agree that he, he, with the point he made about playing more centrally that he can. And he did make a decent point that um, it depends on the opposition. Which is completely true. You know, most people would maybe just come and say, "Oh no, I want to play there." But he's wise enough and intelligent enough to know that in some games he might be better out in the right side. So, yeah, press yeah, conference. Yeah, 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 and, and I, I agree with Jamie's point as well in terms of you, you can you can feel that passion coming out of Hadji when he speaks about Rangers, and, and that's what you want players like that that are playing for the badge. And no, I completely agree with Jamie there. So, yeah, moving on. Obviously, we play. Dundee on Saturday, three o'clock kickoff. It's not on the telly, as far as it's not on BT or I mean Sky. Sorry, so either need to be at the game or watch it in other ways. Um, but in terms of Dundee's form, they've played six. They've played six um, six games this season, same as us. They've lost three and drawn three. Are sitting bottom of the league. They've only scored four goals and conceded twelve. And have a player up front that we do not like who enjoys kicking flares into opposition crowds as well. So, yeah, it'll be an interesting day if that um, if that player plays tomorrow, which I expect. So, just quickly touching on the game tomorrow, um, Scotia, what's your thoughts on obviously Dundee's form and what do you think in terms of Rangers tomorrow? And can yeah, you give me a team as well? All right, yeah, I'll go through it all. Yeah, Dundee's form has not been great at all. I think they've only scored four goals in the league this season. And I think that last goal came, I think Charlie Adam took took off injured a couple of games back and he's touch and going whether or not he'll make the game tomorrow. Um, they've also got Jason Cummings. So a few familiar faces um, from them. I've not seen them play, so I don't know how bad or not they are. I know they get, obviously they get hammered off of um, Celtic, um, but that was kind of to be expected. That's... <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be fairly comfortable for us, to be honest. We're away from home. I think sometimes we can play better away from home. The crowd, maybe not being in the back so much, not as many grumblings if things aren't going going our way. There's going to yeah. be a bit more freedom for the team to play. So what's your um, team? Yeah, so going to my team, there's two, three positions that I'm 50-50 about because of the game on Thursday against Sparta Prague. But I think it will be... McGregor, that's one of the positions I'm unsure about. Uh, back line of Tav, Goldson, I think it brings Simpson back in. Oh, God. For this one. Embarrassing. The reason, <laughs> reason, I'm, reason I'm bringing Simpson in is because it's likely that um, Balogun and Aribo will be away at the African Cup of Nations in January. So they're probably going to miss about five games for us. And Hellander won't be back. So I think we need to keep Simpson playing. Because he's our only other centre back. Right, okay. Right, who's your midfield to front? Uh, Kamara, Davis, and Hadji did consider Lundstrom, and then up top, 
I've went Ruth Morelos Aribo. Okay, no Scott, right? No, okay, okay. Um, I'll come to you, Ryan. Any thoughts on the Dundee game and again your team as well? I think there'll be a lot of focus on that striker you you'd mentioned for Dundee, um, but I hope it's not all about him. Um, I want to pump Dundee tomorrow because they've gave him a chance. Um, I think it's pretty disgusting that they gave that guy another chance in football. But moving on, we should we should be comfortable tomorrow because Dundee are at the bottom of the league for a reason. Um, I think their top goal scorer, I might be wrong, is Cummings with two, which is only one less than Kyogo, believe it or not. But um, so I don't think we've got anything <laughs> to to fear. Um, I, fan, I fancy strongly tomorrow for a few goals. And I agree with what Scotia said in terms of the crowd. I think Rangers sometimes play with a bit more freedom away from home. Um, Onto my team is McGregor, Tav, Golson, Balogun, Bassey. And I want to say that I think Bassey should be playing because I think he's starting to offer us something different that Borna doesn't, where his runs coming inside. And I think Borna could take... I think Bassey could take something for Barisic in terms of his crossing, but I think Borna needs to up his game in an attacking sense because all he's doing at the moment is getting the ball and looking for that early cross. I think he's got to offer something coming inside, and then Bassey's doing that. So that's why I think he'll play. My midfield's Davis, Kamara, and Arebo. And then up front, I'm going Alfie, Wright, and Haji, and Roof's on the bench. 3 0 Rangers. Okay, and then Jamie's just quickly before I come to you, Kai. Jamie's put his team in as McGregor, Tav, Goldson, Balogun. He's got Barish as a left back. Kamara, Davis, Aribo, Haji, Alfie, and Roof. And he's going for 3 0. I'll come back to you in terms of that. But I'm um, Carney, what's your um, thoughts tomorrow and your team selection? Yeah, I've just literally just quickly just looked back while you were discussing there Dundee's run so far this season and it's not good reading to be honest they are really 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 struggling to be honest uh yeah they're not playing great i fully expect rangers to get the three points tomorrow um i fully expect um uh a rangers welcome for a certain player um and that team um then he fully deserves it and uh i i see i'm looking forward i'm looking forward to the game um in terms of my team I'm going to throw a curveball in. Um, I'm going to go McGregor, Tav, Goldson, Balogun, Bassey, I'll agree with Ryan, Davis, Aribo, Kamara, and I'm going to put Bakuna, Morelos, and uh, Haji. Ooh. Well, I like that. Because he's been playing them kind of wide left. I didn't know yeah, he was going to play Bakuna. So I might, he might give him a chance tomorrow to start. And if he's going to get yeah. a play him out in the wide left, uh, so I'll, yeah. I'll put Bakuna in. Yeah, I thought when, when I re-signed Bakuna, I thought he was more of a in the middle of the park player rather than out wide. Because I've seen him for Huddersfield and Clips and that's kind of where he plays. So interesting to see. But yeah, m- my team tomorrow is, um, is McGregor. Tav, Goldson, Balogun, I think Barisic will come back in, Davis will come back in, Kamara, Aribo. I think he might stick with Scott right just for a bit of pace, um, Alfie and um, Scotia's man, Hadji. So we'll come on to scores. Obviously, Jamie said 3-0, so I'll, I'll ask you for a, for, a, for a score and a first goal scorer. So, Carney, I'll come back to you. Which, what's your score and first goal scorer? 
3-0 Rangers, first goal, Bakuna. I like that. I like that. So you can sing the song, eh? Bakuna Sakala. <laughs> well, Sakala uh, won't be on. Nah, I, yeah, if it seems like Sakala won't be on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Ryan, again, what's your, what's your score, uh, first goal scorer? I'm going 3-0 Rangers and Joe are able to score first. Okay. Um, Scotia? I'll go 4-0 Rangers and Roof to get the first one. Positive. Positive, positive score lines. I'm 3-0 as well. That's what I had. And um, my first goal scorer is Alfie. So, yeah, that's. I think that is pretty much, lads, everything we have summed up. That was quite a, quite a slightly longer preview, but we did have two games to preview. There was a couple of talking points as well. So, yeah, I would like to, um, obviously, first of all, I will thank Jamie Lowe for uh, attempting to be in the podcast. Again, he's been in the group <laughs> chat as well, which is, is good of Jamie. He's not just disappeared and watching the telly now. So no, that, that, thanks thanks for Jamie to interact in the group chat with the rest of the other guys as well. So, yeah, just going around the, the panel who have had. Carney, I know you've had a couple of stressful two weeks, but you're, you're back in Glasgow now. But, um, yeah, thanks for coming on and being my number two tonight. No, not a problem, mate. Um, yeah, it was stressful in terms of trying to get podcast arranged and getting Wi-Fi good enough to be able to do them. Uh, but yeah, as I say, I'm in two weeks. I was away with work, but back now, everything will return back to normal. Of course, we will bring you a reaction tomorrow. It will be me, pos- probably, uh, most definitely, with somebody else. We'll sort that out probably after we've finished uh, this pod. But yeah, thank you, everyone. Thanks for the comments as well, for everybody getting involved. And yes, Jamie, thank you. Time to phone your Wi-Fi company, mate, and get a complaint yeah, and uh, thanks to Ryan as well. I bet you've got that uh, you're looking forward to tomorrow as well, like the rest of us. Yeah, can't wait, can't wait to watch Rangers tomorrow. Um, hopefully, it's three points and we start to kick on because we need to. Um, and I'm also looking forward to listening to Jamie's uh, Ryder Cup podcast, which he's apparently doing that at this moment and he's double booked us, so that should be decent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I can't wait. Anyway, um, he, he's says, Ryan. He will, he will be furious at you saying that. <laughs> Surprised he's not rattling that group chat at the moment. But um, yeah, and um, Scotia as well. Um, Scotia threatened that he might not come to the pub tomorrow to watch the game because the Ryder Cup was on. But I'm sure the pub will have the Ryder Cup on for you. But yeah, thanks for your time tonight, Joel Scotia. No, thanks, but I think I will be, be staying in and watching the Ryder Cup. It's probably, apart from Rangers in Scotland, it's probably the, the sporting event that gets to me the most. So, making the most of it well, and enjoying it this weekend. That's also, also good news for me. Makes I'll definitely have somebody to do a post-match with, so that's good news. <laughs> yeah, no, no, thanks very much, lads. But, um, yeah, uh, we plug, obviously, thanks for everyone in the, the comments there. But, yeah. We're, um, we're very close to 1,000 subscribers. And like I said, when me and Scotia were on, when we hit the 1,000, Scotia has taken all the lads out for a night out, all expensive days, <laughs> just like had you in that plane. So if you could like, subscribe, share, we would appreciate it. Find us on all social media platforms, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're also on TikTok as well. Obviously, Acast, Spotify, and we are also on Apple. So, yeah. We have been Club at 22, the Rangers podcast, and we will see you tomorrow with our match reaction. Goodbye.